It's mismatched host and crew chaos during the ticket's 7th annual White Elephant Wife Swap Host and Crew Exchange. Brought to you by Star Power. Here's Gordon Keith in the midday on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. It's a little bit premature there. Oh, my God. We're late. Don't we even get to hand it off to There him? goes the surprise. By the way, Tom hmm. Gribble, as part of the attempt to distract Corby, was just uh, washing the window between the control studio and the ticker room. It's the first time since the Clinton administration. That's okay. Washed. There's. It, was that your first administration dating joke? The first presidential. Well, no. I think you used a morning earlier. Did he? The Polk well, administration. No, we actually <laughs> used Harry Truman. Yeah, the you Baker did. Brothers One of the more so. under. Ulysses S. Grant. The underutilized Polk administration. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. William Henry Harrison. Uh, the Cross <laughs> of Gold speech. That's what William Henry Harrison yes. issued? Yes. Yeah. That didn't really gain him a second term, did it? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't William Jennings Bryan one of the characters in Inherit the Wind, that fabulous movie with with, Spacer, uh, with Spencer Tracy? It was, wasn't he? What's happening? Was, anyway, I don't know. Hi, Gordo. Inherit the Wind? Yes. Have you ever seen was that, that movie? that a film that was made before they invented movies? Uh, no, before they invented sound, though. Hmm. Boy, lip reading was difficult back then. Uh, anyway. I... So what do you have coming up on your show? <laughs> uh, you know what? We have a pretty good little show lined up. Do pretty we? good little show. Do you get to interview anybody? I'm so thrown off right now because these headphones don't sound right. I know. It's that. It's this jack over yeah, here? Yeah. Actually, they fixed it. They moved the good jack over. No, they didn't. Well, it's not as bad as it was two well, days ago. Well, I'm not gonna as have... bad doesn't mean fixed. I'm going to have to move over where Norm is. Okay, you can cause... have my jack. Because I'm, um, well, there's something, this jack's off. That one is. Okay. Well, there's just something off about that's it. That's it. Unbelievable. That's it. <laughs> I, I'm being serious. Like, this, when I we can't hear myself yeah, we, the right way, I get dizzy. He's setting it up again, isn't he? Yeah. I get dizzy. Just in case it whizzed by you the first time. Rick Carlisle? What's that? You got Carlisle today? Avery? Do I? I don't know. I have, I'm seeing Tom for the first time right now, who's my producer. Hi, Tom. Yeah, he's slaving over a hot end go. Yeah. It's kind of offensive, isn't it? Yeah. That's Tom. Yeah, he's from South Africa. They he make is? slave jokes there? Uh, they've been known to from time to time, and it's wrong, and that's how get, we reiterate how wrong it is. So he was born in South Africa? Yes. Were you really? No. You're Afrikaan? No. Okay. He fled when the whole apartheid thing started. Really? He yeah. was part of massive white flight where right. they had to get even on another continent? He claimed diplomatic immunity and ran out of there as fast as he could. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Well, why isn't Tom on with this? Yeah, so we have a good show. I, I think I feel pretty good about this show. I think we all do. I don't know what I'm doing. What time is Bun Pot on? Y'all need to leave that alone. That man died. He well, got, he got, you like, taught us about Bun Pot. Now angle you're iron through away. the head. Now you're backing away. What was the guy's name you used to have on the rant every week? Davey? No, no, no. <laughs> Cornmo. Cornmo. We had him on once. Once. All right, do you think this was a quality show? This is the. I did a Saturday show from 10 to noon, I think is what it eventually ended up being. But... 10 to noon, I was the host, I think Corby was the board op, and Dave was the producer. Yeah. Think, think about what, what Slackerville 
What a holy trinity of slackerdom that is. So you guys didn't have like a Friday exchange of ideas on email or anything? It's unbelievable. And then at some point, we decided we needed to really change things up. And I think Corby went over to the producer's chair and Dave went into the board op position. (laughs) Well, that that fixed it. So what time are we going over uh, good deals on Beanie Babies? Because I have some Christmas shopping I have to do. and. I don't know if you ones remember that. That was the weirdest thing. And I tried my best to get this. You don't know about this, Norm. No. You, you were Why? good friends with JW, right? JW Sports Cards and Collectibles? Yeah, I, I knew JW. Yeah, I knew whoa, that. Whoa, okay. whoa. Wait a minute. Here's fake JW joining us now. Bitty Babies! That is a reduction of human life down to two words. Anyway. So, yeah, so this guy, oh, so it was right in the middle of my show. I had to stop down at like 11 o'clock and do a 10-minute commercial. Right. No, In wait. an interview form ten- with, with oh, they're JW. They're going yeah. over specials. All right. JW from JW's Sports Cards and Collectibles. And every Saturday morning, I'd be given a list of questions to ask him or things to ask about. And then I'd do a 10-minute commercial. Every Saturday morning? Every oh, Saturday. Yeah. And, of course, right before that, we're talking about lesbian grannies. And then I'd have to segue into, uh, what's, what's the hottest new Princess Di beanie baby? Uh-huh. <laughs> or collectible Elmo's? Did you have any yeah. of those collectible and, and, and I used to try to make the segue a little bit more gentle by asking JW what he thought about lesbian grannies and then easing. <laughs> and I was warned not to do that. How'd that sound? Beanie babies! Thank you. Hey, didn't you? But... We're looking forward to that today. How'd you book him? Ten-minute commercial. <laughs> well, it was a different time, the economy. The thing is, is that we had like a policy of not doing it, but he was grandfathered in. He was lesbian grandfathered in. Oh, dear. Have you ever known a lesbian grandfather, Norm? Well, we'll get out of your way. Uh, Renee Richards? Renee Richards! Beyond Ticket. The rant. The Bohemian rant. He's the poster boy of underachievement. He's the student of heroes. He's the station cancer. He's the devil zone. Okay. Gordon King. Trash music. I don't understand what, what what was that theme song, but anyway, um, my name is Norman Elizabeth Hitchkiss, and uh, you're listening to um, my normal show, ten to noon, um, talking sports the way it's supposed to be talked, uh, not the way that the musers do it. Um, the musers, by the way, kicked my ass in the ratings and put me at ten to noon. But anyway, um, we're going to do sports the way it's supposed to be done. Uh, it is White Elephant Day. Uh, here on the ticket, uh, something that uh, I know offends Donovan, but um, we're going to do it anyway. Um, I figure it's best to start off with my annual letter to Santa Jesus. Dear Santa Jesus, baby, father, time, Christmas. This is your devoted son, Norman Hitler Hitchkiss. Um... I hope your holiday's going well so far and that you and Mrs. Claus are enjoying eggnog and sugar cookies and Jersey Shore. 
I want to tell you, St. Nick, that I've been a good boy this year. Such a good boy. Oh, such a good boy that I need a spanking. Oh, just a good rough and tumble horseplay in the shower spanking. Um, no, really, I have been a good boy. Uh, I paid my taxes on time with minimal cheating. I was polite to my neighbor and uh, stayed out of his business, even when I heard him using a bone saw past midnight in the garage. I even said hello to brown people on the street. And you know how averse I am to mix around with others. Santa Jesus, I do want to say, most merciful, merciful clean Santa, that I didn't have an absolutely spotless year. I spent a lot of time on those ladyboy websites again. I just can't get over it. I mean, they're, they're curls up top with the pretty hair and the makeup and the baby nurses bouncing all over against getting hurt. But down below, they have that man part that stands out like a proud crowbar. It's a mind blower. I mean, it's, it's like getting a hot woman with the greatest add-on of all time. What a tremendous bonus. And the weird thing is, they're all Brazilian. And they all seem to have ED. Anyway... Chris Kringle. Uh, let's move on. Um, I'm sorry for some of the things that I've taken part in, and I, I pray for your forgiveness. I'm sorry for breaking Bob Stern's Brett Hull statue and not telling him about it and just setting it back on his desk covered in my excrement. I'm also sorry for befriending Sam Smotty and leading him down a trail of destruction. And once again, I'm sorry for all that Stuff I did in Germany 70 years ago. I was just going along to get along. <laughs> know what I mean, pal? Most beautifully, cleanly tainted Santa, I beseech thee to grant me three wishes on this most sacred of holidays. My first wish is for a thousand more wishes. Uh, but if you can't do that because it violates the Koran or whatever, then I want the new deluxe Hakeem Olajuwon signature penis pump. The one that comes in the two-foot case... And features a plush ribbed interior. Yeah, that's great. And I want to make this clear that this request doesn't come from me. I'm completely satisfied with my natural stature. This wish is a request of the special lady in my life. She's great. Great. My second wish is for peace and harmony in all of the world. Wait, can I change that? I want a robot. A robot that gets me beer. My third wish... Oh, Magnificent Claws, destroyer of worlds and maker of inexpensive products imported from countries where people's eyelids look like they're always sleeping but can survive a sandstorm. I asked you for the gift of immortality. I want to live long enough to see all of the people I love die. I want to live long enough to see Jerry turn over the GM job to someone with a clue. I want to live long enough to see the devil take over the earth and make me a prince. I'll scratch that from the second draft. Um, please visit me on Christmas Eve, baby Santa. I've already set up your manger with the milk and the cookies and the Bethlehem U bumper set. And I've sprinkled reindeer food on my front lawn, very near my deer blind. Um, but pay no attention to the 24-inch gun barrel sticking out of the blind, tracking their every move. Come see me, Santa, and grant my wishes of world peace and a beer-getting robot and a Kim Lajuan penis pump and immortality. Now, if I can only have one of these things and I have to prioritize, 
Let's go with the penis pump first, then the robot, and then the rest don't matter. Santa? 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 Have a Merry Christmas, pal. I love you, Santa Jesus. You're my hero. Right beside Luke Skywalker and Muhammad. I'm sorry, forgot his last name. Muhammad Atta. The end. Merry Christmas, Bill. Wow. Did you like that? Did everyone like that? Yeah, yeah, we like that noir. Like that who got all right? Let's meet the crew, pal. Hey, great. Oh, we've got Tom Gribble uh, producing for us. Hey, how you doing, lad? I'm doing great, Norm. How you doing? Good, good to see you. You got a you got a little special someone in your life, a little, little girl that you uh, are touching. Yeah, I've got a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. How old is she? Uh, she's twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Oh, how like she look in jeans? <laughs> she looks pretty good. Oh, I'm pretty lucky. Great, pal. Great, <laughs> great. Really, make back of that ass up sometimes? <laughs> sure. Yeah, great. I'm just teasing with you, pal. Well, Merry Christmas to her. What's her name? Her name's Randy. Randy. And the way I'm feeling. Uh, right. let's, let's hop on over. It's just something right over. Technically directing. Jeremy. Hello, Norman. Hey, How's it going? pal. Great. You're looking good today. You're great. looking young and fit and... Full life for a change. And bearded. Yes. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. Put a uh, hook on. D- Jeremy brings up uh, that I'm not doing well. Um, normally. Um, not long for the world, pal. Uh, Sorry, Norm. Not long for the world. Hmm. Let's hop on over to Donovan. <laughs> Daddy do. Hey, Norm. What's up? Hey. How are you? Eight. Eight. Good. Eight. Eight. Uh, good. Good. Great. That's good that you're great. Great. Good. Great. That, that, that's Uh-oh. really Uh-oh. Hold good. On. Uh-oh. I think he's stuck. Oh, okay. Hey, great. All right. Uh, yeah, Don, that sometimes. Now, you guys don't celebrate Christmas. What? What? What is it that you guys uh, celebrate? Uh, Norm, I celebrate Christmas. I always have. But Jesus didn't die for you. Oh, uh, <laughs> he didn't? I, th- I thought he died for everyone's sins. Uh, not, not mine? I don't know, pal. You might want to check into that. Uh, are you are you talking about Kwanzaa? I know, in, I know in 1963 they tried to change it to where Jesus died for you too. But um, are you referring I don't think to that went through? Did are, it? Are you referring to Kwanzaa? Yeah, that's your holiday. No, no, I celebrate Christmas. But I always have. But I don't want to point out the obvious. And, and Norm, I don't eat chitlins. I thought that that's what you did. <laughs> no. I thought all your kind ate chitlins and didn't have enough money to give Christmas presents. No, no, no. We're fine. Sa- just, Santa comes to the hood. You just exchanged stolen goods. I that's- <laughs> no, 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 no. We didn't have a chimney. Santa had to, you know, use a credit card and a bobby pin to get through the front door, but he, he made it. Oh, so are you going to give Christmas gifts? Yes. You already selected all the homes you're going to break into and burglarize to get those? Uh, that, that's not how I get Christmas I just, gifts, Norm. Oh, I... I go to the store and purchase them. You're allowed in stores? <laughs> <laughs> yes, without the ski mask. Hey, that's great. Uh, thank you. Thank well, good. You. you have a happy, happy Christmas. Thank you, Norm. Good. Now, what is Kwanzaa? Uh, it's a... Is that celebrating the death of Malcolm X? What is that? <laughs> wow. No, no. I'm, I'm not really up on Kwanzaa because I don't celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Because I do celebrate Christmas, but uh, you know they have different 
things that they give out and different things that they celebrate. Well, I hey, Tom, uh, if you could, I want to find out more about Kwanzaa. Could you print off the Internet for me? Sure, yeah. Yeah, no I'll, problem, I'll, I'll plow through it by the highlighter. It's awfully big. That'd be great. Okay, so we got the whole crew, and we're also going to take your phone calls. It's 787-1310. I want to hear from all of you, just every single one of you. Matter of fact, I'm thinking about going to the phones now and hearing from, hearing from everyone right now at this time. Seven eight seven thirteen ten. How you're on the ticket? Yeah, not funny. Excuse me. Not funny. You die. <laughs> Come on, dude. You die. Come on. What? Go back to your what? Side, <laughs> Please. What? <laughs> Please. All right, that's it. Thank you. That's it. Seven eight seven thirteen ten is our telephone number. If you'd like to join us. I have no idea when we go to break, but I'm going to win now. <laughs> the Unticket. Yeah, yeah. AP1's Gordon Keith here for my shift for White Elephant Day, 10 o'clock to noon. The easiest chip shot shift in all of radio. I love this time slot, and I'm glad to be here. Thanks to Fake Norm for handling the first segment for me. I know there's been a lot of talk on Twitter about Fake Norm possibly doing a full two hours. Believe me, I will spare you that. That would be a beating of the highest order. No, I'm not going to do that. And already, it's amazing as I look at the at Gordon Keith mentions on Twitter, there's a lot of people who love Fake Norm, loved his letter to Baby Santa. And then there's those other ones. Tom, people, gotta hate, don't they? Isn't that the perfect bit, though? 50% love it, 50% hate it? That's the perfect one? I thought the perfect <laughs> would be 100% love it. <laughs> no, that, in PD school, that's what they always taught us. 50-50. Uh, see, I think that that's... Um... And are you still PD? <laughs> no. Well, there you I go. I flunked out of PD school badly. <laughs> yeah. N- now you're a producer. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm moving down the radio ladder quickly. Uh, yeah, I think it's best if 100% of people love it. I think that when you get into like opinion radio, such as conservative talk radio, then your goal is the 50-50 thing. You want it to be controversial and get people just fired up. Anyway, so yes, perhaps Fake Norm will make an appearance again here in a little bit. But we do actually have somewhat of a show planned for you. I would now like to welcome the crew, Big Strong Jar, and of course Tom and Hi, Gordo. Donovan with hey, the what's up, Gordo? Blickers. Is that the only blicker we're going to hear, Donovan? Uh, Yes. You're done with the black content? Uh, no, there will be more black content, but that's the only blicker that's on the schedule for right now. The only one called the blicker? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Did you enjoy that? I did enjoy that. Now, I just yeah, want to you know, spread my wings, man. Sure. Let everyone, let everyone be involved. Fly. Blackbird flying in the dead of night. <laughs> okay. Blackbird singing, right? It's blackbird singing, it's singing in the dead of night. Singing in the dead of night, yeah. All right, so... Have you noticed, I've done something very different today than I normally do before my regular shift from 5.30 to 10 a.m. I'm showered and dressed today. And normally before the Muser Morning Show, I would say only maybe once a week I actually shower in the morning as opposed to in the evening because it's just too darn early. But now I'm showered and I'm wearing a button-down shirt and I'm wearing my cowboy boots. And I'm wearing my jeans. Isn't it wonderful? You you feel human? I feel 
like a million and three dollars. People don't understand the beating that that morning show shift is. But I'll tell you this. I smell like an auto mechanic. And uh, I, I thought that I grabbed the right pair of jeans, the proper pair of jeans this morning and threw them on. I didn't. If you notice, I'll stand up and show you. I don't know if you can see, but this, the front of my jeans right here, you see it's kind of copper colored yeah. in this area and a little bit stain, stainy. I've got both greaser, grease and degreaser all over my jeans because these are the same jeans I was wearing yesterday when I overhauled a bicycle. Sweet. And so I, I, I'm distracted by my own grease monkey smell. <laughs> so... I don't know if you guys have done this. I'm very OCD. I get on kicks. You know, like I can get on a kick of, I don't know, the Medici's, and then I have to learn everything about them. Or bicycle repair, and then I have to learn everything about bicycle repair and repair a bunch of bicycles. And then I abandon that, and then I want to learn about astronomy, and then I just want to watch girls naked online. And then I get obsessive. I focus in. And I have to exhaust a subject. Well, right now, my subject is bicycle repair. So what I did was I took my old childhood bicycle, a late 70s Huffy, and I've completely overhauled it. Pulled out the bottom bracket, redid the hubs, and I've got to now somehow find uh, bearing retainers online, and I'm going to rehab this thing. And you know what I'm going to do when I rehab it? Hang it on the wall in the garage and be done with it. <laughs> right. You have to completely forget about it. Move completely on to your next forget about obsession. It. So I apologize for smelling like rock and roll degreaser here for my bike. Well, I know that you've gotten into this recently because you yeah. talked about it a few weeks ago. And have you actually tried to, uh, is this the goal eventually to try to ride it? Right now the goal is to ride it once you rehab this thing? My childhood bike? My 20 inch say, what's the point fake of, BMX Huffy? Re, yeah. What's the point of uh, going ahead and. Uh, Working on this thing when it's total, the frame is way too small for you. Yes, but it has the big, large sissy bars that have a big bread loaf seat on the back of it. So I can I can still ride it, but it's the geometry of those things are so you're so back heavy that you can pop a wheelie with just the lightest. Yeah. So it's not good for it's not safe to ride. But I found it in my parents' garage and it I found all the parts scattered throughout the garage and so I rebuilt it. I, I don't know why. I've been threatening to do this for like two years, and I finally did it. It wasn't the uh, excitement of commuting to work on the bicycle that you did? I did that on a different bike. <laughs> Next it's one, too, cold, bike. too cold to do that now. <laughs> All right, so anyway, that's, that's a time waste. I'm just telling you that's why I, I don't appear. I appear kind of occupied Dallas. Okay. And I've also been going on a kick where I'm going to all these Goodwills and trying to find old vintage, you know, like an old Schwinn Varsity that I'm going to rehab, too. No idea why. All right, we had a, an episode this morning. That involved one of our, I don't know if he's actually on staff or whether he's still an intern. But anyway. Yeah, he does weekend stuff. So TC was in a car accident. I missed the talk about this, but he was bringing food up here to the station. He got rear-ended. Yeah, he had an ice patch while he was coming, I think, down a lemon. I'm not sure. But he managed to correct, but the guy behind him didn't and rear-ended him. And so what he did was he told him to, you know, just pull off the side road. You know, And TC figured, you know, they'd compare information or whatever. As soon as he turned down that road, dude just took off. Which was the smart thing to do. Right. Because anytime you can avoid talking to TC for even just a few moments, oh, I do you take that thing. opportunity. So the guy takes off, and so TC's now got this damaged vehicle. It was the other guy's fault because he hit him from behind. Right. What kind of car is TC rocking these days? A Mustang? 
Some kind of oh. wow! I'd love to see that intern contract. Yeah, no kidding. I want to be an intern. Yeah. Don't He's don't get your normal. hopes up on that Mustang, boys. Is it like <laughs> no. the rear end might be tied down? Mid eighties Mustang. It is held together with duct tape and wire and all that other stuff. By the way, I was surprised that uh, this car that Donovan's rocking these days. What's a 2000 BMW? It's 11 years old. I'm telling you, that thing looks great. It's red. It's aggressive looking. I get this <laughs> honk angry. in the parking garage when I show up here this morning. Someone honks at me in this red BMW. I'm thinking, okay, that's obviously someone from sales. It's 11 years old. It's and, uh, paid for. It has 170,000 miles and on so it. And so I kind of pause by my vehicle. And did I you wait. clutch your purse a little bit? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and uh, and I watch this car, this BMW, go and park, and I'm trying to say, okay, what sales guy is this? And out steps Bliss Bliss over there with, with his BMW, who was, he was screeching through the parking garage. Screeching. That does not make any sense. What? I was driving at a very, very nice pace. Whatever. <laughs> So anyway, so TC gets hit in his uh, mid-80s Mustang there. And we have a guy on the line who says that he witnessed this accident, witnessed the hit and run. Mac, you're on the ticket. Hey, now that's Curtis. I'm, I'm the what? guy that uh, witnessed the uh, accident. Okay, Curtis. Yes, sir. Okay, you're on the air, Curtis. Okay, it was a blue forward as you read it hit you. And... Uh, I seen the, you know, from Beckham, you slowed down and turned on the side street, and he slowed down and kept going. And he ran the red light. I ran the red light behind him trying to get the license plate number. And uh, we went about, I guess, four or five blocks chasing him. And I hit a pothole, but I got part of the license number. It should be easier. It was a handicap sticker on the tag. And the last number was nine one F. I couldn't get the the other. All right, a blue Ford nine one F with handicap yeah. plates. Yeah, handicap plates. So, so this. Uh, well, now you, you're engendering some sympathy for me on this person who's hit and run TC. Because no, they, no sympathy, man. <laughs> but he, but you just told me that the person is handicapable. Well, now, like I said, I didn't see the person. All I see was the tag with the handicap uh, deal on it. Now, do we have from TC whether this is a male or female? Now, I hit him from behind. I don't think he saw the driver. Okay. Did you? Could you tell whether this is a male or female? No, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. And how far did you chase this individual in, in seeking I, I, vigilante justice? Well, let's see. I chased him about, about three, four blocks, you know, like I said, I hit a pothole and messed up a tire and been a shock. So okay, I, TC's responsible for that, right? TC will probably take care of that. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, I, I tore up a tire, but like I said, you know, I was just trying to be a good Samaritan. Okay, did you think? And and thank you for being a good Samaritan, there, Curtis. Did you feel in any way that this was TC's fault? No, I would say it was the guy in the SUV. All right, will you do me a favor and? Um, I would like you to change your testimony to make this TC's fault. <laughs> in case that you were called in a court of law to testify, I want you to to be a hostile witness for the prosecution. How old are you, Curtis? Sixty-three years old. Sixty-three. And what do you do for a living? You still work or you retired? 
Oh, man, no, I'm still working. I'm a supermodel for a lumberyard. You're a supermodel for a lumberyard? Wow. No, supervisor. <laughs> oh, supervisor. <laughs> yeah, Are you calling me from a barbershop? There's a lot of laughter in the background. Oh, that's why we're in the break room. What? We're in the break room. Oh, you're in the break room. Okay. Right. Yeah, Mac is the P1. Yeah, Mac is, Mac is the one that uh, y'all on the radio and... And I told him what happened to me this morning, and I told him, I said, the Red Mustang, and he said, he said, yeah, man, this, I'm going to call the ticket free. Well, good. I appreciate you and Mac calling. Now, what kind of uh so your lumber yard, so if I need a, in need of some lumber, some just some finger-jointed studs, I can come out there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got it. I put it to you like this, and we ain't got it, you don't need it. Because I like finger-studded, finger-jointed <laughs> studs. <laughs> Yeah, I'm serious, man. Um, we got all kind of exotic wood out here. Uh, Brazilian yeah. cherry? Yes, sir. We got cherry, walnut. We got maple. We got red oak, white oak, mahogany. Douglas fir. We got all kind of framing lumber. We got the best lumber in, in Texas. And how many people uh, frame with Douglas fir anymore? It's. We got a few, but like in other words, that's what we carry, Douglas Fair. Right. Yeah, that's what we. I carry. think I'm boring everyone with home improvement talk. What the hell are you talking? about? I don't know. All right, so Curtis is the deal. We, we need to get your uh, information and, and give oh. it to TC. Okay. Are you okay with that, or are you afraid yeah, to get involved I'm, in this case? Hey, man, I'm not afraid to get involved with nothing. Okay. Yeah. Are you an atheist? No. <laughs> so you're going to celebrate Christmas? Well, my grandkids going to celebrate Christmas. I'm too old for Christmas now. Nobody's too old for Christmas, Curtis. <laughs> what are you saying? You, are you going to put up a tree? I put up or one a piece of lumber? I, yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, I put up one come out of Canada last night. Oh, good. Are there any presents under it? Under it? No, the man that gave me the tree, I'm gonna see if he invests on some presents for me. Donovan, help me out. That's where you laugh, Gordon. Oh. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Curtis, appreciate it. Okay. Stay hard. Now hold on. We're gonna put you on hold. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's lovely Curtis, a 63 year old, works at a lumber yard and doesn't celebrate Christmas anymore. Wow, maybe we need to get more holiday stories just like that. Indeed. All right, coming up next, it's a bit that a lot of people have requested. I give it to you. The Unticket. The Ticket celebrates the holiday and switch them up style. With crude yeah. chaos and randomly shuffled hosts, today only, song. thank God, during the 7th Annual White Elephant Host and Crew Exchange. This brought to you by Star Power. The Here's Gordon Keith in the midday on Sports Radio 1310. The Ticket. pull out their breast and start swinging them around in different directions. Come on, girl. They love Dancing Queen by that's not a That's not attractive. What? You want to see a woman... Helicoptering your breast in different <laughs> right. directions? That doesn't seem like it's really, really that no, okay. appealing. Well, I used the wrong imagery. The, the point is, is it makes them happy, oh, do, and that, it makes them more willing to share their mommy places. Do you put pasties on it and have them go? No. But it's the whole breast no, going... No, they, they don't need pasties anymore. They're, they're minivan mommies. They're... Gripples have been extended oh through, through is, suction, I, and now they're basically like... 
cold taffy. Okay, well then I will never ever appreciate this song again. <laughs> now right, that don't you let put me it ruin the song it's, for you. It's, it's a good it's song. Done. No, no, it's a good song. It's a good song. The damn music. I don't know. I don't know the words. All right, Gordon Keith here for White Elephant Day. I'm on from 10 till noon. I'm here with Donnie Dew, Tom Gribble, and, of course, as always, sweet, strong Jeremy, who's with us. Okay. Mm. You just broke the stand-up bass there, Jer. Sorry. Now, I told myself at some point today I would take telephone calls, so if you do have something you'd like to ask me, Please go ahead and do it. 214-787-1310 is the telephone number. Yesterday, I don't know if they replayed this on the morning show, but yesterday on the uh, Muser morning show, we played a song that a lot of people liked by a P1 named Cowboy Jeff. Did they replay it this morning, Chair? No, we did okay, not. good. All right, so I thought I'd play it for you again. This was after, of course, Jason Garrett iced his own kicker, Cowboy Jeff who's a white P1 song parodyist, parody artist, parodyist, perennium. Right. He recorded the song, and it's called Ice Ice Bailey to the tune of Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby. So we thought we'd play it for you, and hopefully you'll enjoy this. Yo, JG! Let Dan kick it. Jason Garrett thinking, calling a timeout while we're kicking. This could have been an easy road win. Now I'll drown my sorrows in cold gin. Discipline, your authority is mild. You coach lightweight's red-headed stepchild. Monotone, you think the players respond to that? That only worked for the man who wore the funny hat. Cowboy, should be running like a Corvette, but they don't because you're Jerry's little puppet. Why did you tell Romo it's December? I want to kick you right in your member. Jimmy said the job's too big, yo. You'll be gone like Wade and Campo. Howdy doody, better pull his head. Out, or he's gonna be coaching the boys. Don't ice ice Bailey. Don't ice ice Bailey. Don't ice ice Bailey. Don't. Yo, Jerry, get Jason out of here. Word to the big tuna. Ice ice Bailey. Kind of confusing there. And then he just leaves like 20 seconds of padding on the end of the song. Doesn't quite know how to end on the high, Cowboy Jeff, but he always starts off strong. Although, he starts off so white. I mean, you didn't think it's possible to get whiter than Vanilla Ice. I mean, hell, the, the artist's name was Vanilla Ice. But Cowboy Jeff has bested Vanilla Ice in the whiteness department. So there's... A uh, little brushback pitch on Jason Garrett there. Ice, ice, ba- don't ice, ice, Bailey. Courage. Now, I have a confession to make. I think fake Jason Garrett's lost all his steam. And I'm about ready to retire him. No. I, no, I, listen, I knew after I did that first one that he should never be done again. Because then he would have preserved his legacy as actually being one decent bit that we've done in the past 10 years. But then we, no, no, he's great. Let's, let's have him on again. Let's do it again. 
And then he really doesn't have anything more because the real Jason Garrett doesn't have anything more. It's the same phrases over and over again. And I think I kind of lost the voice a little bit. So I am going to retire fake Jason Garrett right now here on White Elephant Day. But in order to erase the past two failed fake Jason Garrett bits, I'm going to play you the debut fake Jason Garrett bit when he actually sounded like the real face, fake Jason, when he sounded like the real fake Jason or, Garrett. Okay. Something's wrong with that. The real Jason Garrett. Yes, now on the ticket hotline is a guy who's catching some heat this morning. It's the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. We say good morning to Jason Garrett. Coach, how are you? Good morning. Well, that was a tough loss yesterday, we know, and uh, and I know that you uh, you feel like that that was a game that you guys probably could have won. Obviously, it was a disappointing loss. Uh, anytime you have a loss, it's disappointing. Uh, we did a lot of things well. Uh, we did a lot of them well, but there were uh, several areas that needed improving. And our idea moving forward is to do those things that we need to do in order to improve. Uh, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do what it takes to improve. <laughs> well, you know, your play calling has been uh, called into question this morning. Do you, do you question yourself at all for some of what you called yesterday? I don't know if uh, you guys have noticed or if it's been noticed by you, but a lot of times I like to repeat things I say. I like to repeat them. And uh, I think it helps me to communicate in a way that's both generic and robotic. And communication's important. Uh, it's important to this football team. And I plan on communicating with you as best I can in a way uh, that's both generic and robotic and communicates well. Well, well Coach, yeah, and we appreciate that. Uh, a lot of people are wondering why the shuttle pass. Why don't you go to Des Bryant in a goal line situation? Well, another thing I like to do is also shoehorn in the word football. Uh, I think in places where it's already implied, that's important. That's why I talk about our football team. Uh, I like to say that a guy's a good football player who makes good football plays. Uh, I also like to talk about opponents uh, doing things well, doing things well. Uh, if you want me to scout out the Rams, uh, I'll tell you two things about them. I'll tell you they're a good football team and that they do a lot of things well. Uh, uh, they do they do a lot of things well, and they're a good football team. But that really doesn't address the play call in the in the shuffle pass. What, what what's well, we, going on? We have a, we have a, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we have a football team. Uh, that executes our football plays in all three areas. And that's, that's another one of my things. Uh, I like to talk about all three areas. And when I say the three areas, offense, defense, special teams, that's the three areas that we like to focus on uh, when we're out there uh, focusing on all our three areas. <laughs> well, what about uh, the last series when you decided to run three straight times and, and, and really didn't give your team much of a chance to pick up a first down there and you've got to give the ball back? So I, thought, I thought Tony had a good game. Uh, I thought he, uh, he had a good game. There were a few times he may have missed a read. I uh, may have missed a read, but I won't really know that un uh, until I until I see the tape. And I love referencing seeing the tape. And seeing the tape is something that I like referencing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the right thing to do to run it three times there at the end. Well, I just think that uh, we need to keep moving forward. Uh, I think a lot of times when you're on the field, you want your offense to keep moving forward. And I think that as we move forward, we have a game plan to keep moving forward. Uh, I think that uh, a good practice is to keep stacking practices, uh, good practices after good practices. You, you stack uh, good practices together, and then you get good execution. 
And that's how you move forward. That's how you move forward when you're moving forward. <laughs> you know, Coach, I, I can't really tell if you're you're upset about yesterday or pleased, or you just seem very down the middle. Tom Brady is uh, obviously a complete quarterback. Uh, he's a complete quarterback that uh, is not only uh, complete as a quarterback, but he's good in all three areas. <laughs> he's good at special teams and defense, too. That's right. Good morning. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So long, Garrett Top. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for one-third of your appearances on the ticket. Now I lower the gun down to fake Garrett Top's head, and I close my own eyelids. Ow, the splatter! Let's roll with that. Hmm. So there you go. Garrett Top, gone. 787-1310 is our telephone number. Let's go to Mark in Fort Worth. You're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Hello? I said Mark. Yes, this is Mark. Well, then talk. Oh, right. Um, I'm hoping this is going to be a cathartic phone call for me because Uh every morning when I'm in the shower, I'm thinking of something you said ages ago. Why do I use conditioner? And it's like, it's stuck with me. Every time I put that stuff in my hair, I go, why am I doing this? Gordo brought this up. And then I think of Grego and his one razor um, blade theory that he uh, Let's not get into Grego time. and the razor blade stuff. But Yeah, that, well, that's a good point. But I'm hoping to get this out of my system, and tomorrow morning, my shower will be free of you. Okay, here, here's the story, and I do appreciate your, your comments here, Mark. They seem to be really on point. Uh, I, I was just, uh, I'm currently dating a hairdresser, and I just had this conversation with her about conditioner. And uh, she agrees finally. with me. She completely agree with me that conditioner, we're, we're very odd here in our, our Western society, in that we shower every day. Every day we take away uh, the natural oils out of our hair and the natural oils off of our skin yep. because we're paranoid about being dirty and, and, and smelling like Occupy people. So we shower constantly. Yes. Yes. So we strip the oils out of our hair, and then we have to buy another product to put the oils back in our hair, and that's what conditioner is. And lotions all over our skin. Right. Unless you work out, you really should not shower every day. That's just the now. I'm not saying that I can change this about society or myself or anyone around me. I do see a T-shirt design though. What's the t-shirt design? Yes. Don't shower daily, Gordo says. That is the worst t-shirt of all time. That's a t-shirt that no one is interested in. I'll buy one. So, yeah, you really should not... Well, okay, I'll take this back. Even females? You can shower every day, but don't wash your hair every day. Right. Washing your hair every day is bad for your hair. Why did you bring up females, Tom? Thank you, thank you, hairdresser Gordo. Okay, because they have some slightly different anatomical needs. What do you mean? Than guys. Okay, you're you're obviously referencing the fact that the vaginal walls shed their lining every day. Whoa! What? Are we not allowed to say that? I thought Norm talks about that basically every day, from ten to noon. More from 10 to 11. Yeah, okay, in that case, I'll, I'll grant you that a woman should not wash her hair every day, but she should... Wash everything else. I'll just sit on a fire hydrant or irrigate. She has to irrigate in some way every day. That's important. 
because she has to always be ready for action whenever right. I am. Right. No matter who she is. Let's go to Thomas. You're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. First off, Gordo, thank you for your excellence in broadcasting every day. It's uplifting and motivational. Thank you. Secondly, what is... uh, what are your what? top five favorite books so that way I can become like you? <laughs> My top five favorite books. I've talked about this on the air before. I don't I'm not a very good reader. I'm a very slow reader. And uh like I, I'm always envious of people that just can breeze through books, man. They just you know, they're just voracious readers, got a stack of books. I have a stack of books on the bedside table. It's just I can only go like two pages a day on them. And so then I ultimately get frustrated and then go online and try to find videos of women women shedding their walls. Nice. But, uh, like, give me a category. You can't just say favorite books because then there's so many different kinds of books. All right. How about, how about, how about uh, three categories? And You're talking about, like, literature? Sure. That works. Literature. Right? What's that? Did you pronounce that right? Literature. I said literature. Are yeah. You, are okay. you okay? Right. Literature. What? Literature. I said literature. I said literature. Right. How about fiction, non, uh, nonfiction, and a biography? Okay. Fiction. Good fiction authors. I'll go with uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald and Toni Morrison. Do um, you need particular books or are those enough? I'll, I'll go with the authors. That's fine. Okay. Nonfiction. I've been reading a lot of Carl Sagan lately. And then, uh, what was the other category? Biography. Biography. I'm on a Teddy Roosevelt biography. What's the next one? Uh, that was it. Fiction, <laughs> okay. nonfiction, and... and biography. Even he lost interest. <laughs> yeah, even you lost interest yeah. in my answer. I fell asleep. I'm sorry. Were you speaking? <laughs> Die. All right, let's go to Mushmouth on a cell phone. You're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Hey, Cordo, I am my best friend. How you doing? Doing well, Mushmouth. I love you. I just want to call and tell you that. I just, just want to know I'm doing good. Laundry areas. Doing real good. Doing real good. We got me out of me, Gordo. You hear me? No, Gordo. Let me out of my cage, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Major Market Radio. The Unticket. On Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket, you're listening to The Rant, I guess, from 10 to noon. White Elephant Day. Here we are. We're almost, uh, what, halfway through White Elephant Day? Almost. Almost halfway through. And boy, has it been a spectacular failure as always. Mm Mm-hmm. We're taking your call. 787-1310 is a telephone number. Best Christmas memory ever. For me, it was over 
30 years ago, I was four years old, I got my favorite Christmas gift of all time. It was a pedal car called a Putt-Putt Mobile, which you can still see in Sears catalogs of that time. I wanted that thing so badly, it was probably around the summertime, I cut out a picture of it from the Sears catalog, and I looked at it every single night and kept it in, my grandfather gave me one of his old, well this is so country sounding, he gave me one of his old tobacco tins, because he smoked Sir Walter Raleigh, pipe tobacco. And aristocracy. He, he gave me one of the old uh, his old cans. Mississippi. And I kept my penny collection in there. And I put my cutout picture of the Putt-Putt Mobile in this can. And I still can conjure the smell of opening that can and smelling the copper mixed with the greatness of pipe tobacco and pulling out that ad that had grown so soft. It was soft as a facial tissue because it had been wrinkled and handled so many times. Looking at that picture, and then on Christmas morning, I walked out, and Santa had given me that putt-putt mobile. And I still have a picture of the happiest boy you'll ever see in your life, me sitting in that thing as my dad snapped that picture. Greatest Christmas of all time. Still have yet to top that one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's like, you know, it's almost like a heroin addict. You know, now I'm chasing the dragon. Every Christmas I'm chasing that dragon. You know, you'll never top it. can't quite recreate. You'll never get that high again. No. Uh, Worst Christmas was the next one when my dad took a baseball bat to that putt-putt mobile. He had a little whiskey in him. And, uh... It was just rough. That's a tough one. It was just rough. That's a tough one. It happens. Greatest Christmas for you, Tom? Um, Probably when I was... uh, It's weird. When I was in the Gulf War. Really? And we were over in Saudi Arabia. And uh, it was pretty cool because, you know, the unit was all together. And me and this particular uh, gunnery sergeant were kind of... He's like my mentor. And we kind of just uh, were very close. And... um, he stepped on a landmine, mm. and uh, this was your best. This was your worst one. Yes, no, this was the the best because I was able to save him and get him to a battalion aid station. Oh, okay. But wow. He, but he didn't make it. Well, I'm so confused. Well, it was the best. It was the best of, and the worst, I guess I should say, because I was able to save him. So like, this is your most memorable Christmas, I would say. Right. And you're not doing shtick here. No. See, I, I can't even read him. I have no idea. I'm, all of a sudden, I've developed Asperger's, and I cannot read human emotion. You wouldn't believe how many Iraqi landmines were in Saudi Arabia back then. Oh, I missed, must have missed that <laughs> incongruency. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, dang it. You had like a touching story. Now I feel really ripped off. Why? Because I want, I'm asking for real. I was sharing something that was very real. Oh, there's nothing real about me. That's kind of an odd statement. Wow. What was your best Christmas? Uh, Did you have a, a particularly horrible Christmas ever? I haven't. I haven't. I can't remember one that was particularly awesome or particularly lousy. Well, that's sad. It's just kind of very mediocre. A lot like my career. Let's uh, let's uh, let's move on, Donovan. <laughs> yes, sir. Best Christmas. Uh, I had this little. 
Have you ever seen the little football guy that when you hit his head, hit his head he and kicks? He kicks it, yeah. Dude, that was the greatest toy ever. I got that one Christmas, and I set the chairs up as field goal posts, and I, I kicked field well. goals for, I think, six hours straight on Christmas Day. It's the greatest toy still to this day I've ever had, and... I'm I'm out there looking for one and I don't I don't see one anymore. I would love that. They're out there. Are they really? Yeah. I would still in my house kick field goals right now if I had one of those dudes. See, this is the weird thing too, because now that as I'm approaching death, I've kind of making this slow circle back around my childhood. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I I just spent the past few days and weekend overhauling my childhood bike. No idea why. Also, Going back to my parents' attic and just seeing the museum of my childhood, all these old toys are in there and everything. And then, I'll tell you what I did a few years ago. I went through, and you'd be surprised at how expensive these things can get online. I bought, like, all the Sears catalogs from the Sears Wish Book. Remember this? Mm-hmm, the Wish Book? Sure. I bought them all from those years that covered my childhood. And you look back through those, Donovan, you will find every single toy from your really? childhood. Because that's all we right. That's all we had back then. No doubt. You sit down, you made it a point around August or September mm-hmm. to just start thumbing through, and when you found something, you folded the page. That's right. Because <laughs> you didn't, you didn't <laughs> know anything right. else. You folded the page so you can make sure you can get right back to it. Everything Great, my family ever got in my childhood was from right. Sears. Whether it's a washing machine, uh, uh, rock'em, sock'em robots, a bicycle, You remember they had the, they had the Go ahead, well, Condoms, but they had the candy counter sure. where you could go get the cherry sours or mm-hmm. the the uh, nuts, the mixture of nuts. Okay, it was dude. Sears was it was it was everything. Yes, it Our was everything. Worst Christmas, Donovan. I think it's the first Christmas. <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but the first Christmas I went home with my wife and I wasn't around my family was probably the worst because. You want to dump that? Or? No, 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 no. Okay. It's just the fact that I've been around my family so all those Christmases, and it's the first time you know I was away from my mom and dad and other family. And, and you're all, all that. newly married, and you're beating down poor, and it's just like, <laughs> and, right. and it's like you know I'm sitting out of town with my wife and mother-in-law, just kind of looking like, well, you don't look like my mom, so we can't stand them bickering and yeah, yeah. Hmm, Jer. Best was probably when I got a Millennium Falcon for Christmas. Oh, my God. I wanted one of those kid down the street. I was four years old, so I was the perfect age for that. Oh, it was just man. the coolest thing I ever had. With the offset cockpit. Absolutely. Just... Had a little buzzer that made horrible sound effects, <laughs> but you pretended it was the real ones from the movie. <laughs> yeah. What happened to that thing? Um, I think it's still in my parents' garage, actually. See? At least part of it is. Bring it over to my garage. I'll, re- I'll overhaul <laughs> it for you. I bet you will. And worst Christmas? Um, probably everyone since. Um, I'm not doing so well. Damn, dude. No. It's not that bad. No, I can't really think of a really bad one, to be honest. All right, to the phones. Doug and Forney on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Doug, when I call your name and you hear the phone go staticky and then all of a sudden go clear, that means you're on the air. Clear. (sighs) Hey, Gordon. Hey, Doug. How are you? Happy holidays, you and Donnie do. Happy holidays Thank to you. Thank you. Uh, you know what uh, Junior Miller and Donovan both have in common? What's that? They both have blackberries. Merry Christmas. That man waited for 45 minutes to tell us that joke. I have an iPhone. Aubrey loved it. Of course, oh, yeah, Aubrey it. would love it. The guy that waves the Confederate battle flag every chance <laughs> right. he gets. Let's go to Mike in Frisco. You're on the ticket. 
Hey, Gordon, how's it going? It's going well. All right, so I didn't realize this till today, but you're a lot like Mark Cuban because uh-uh. everybody loves Mark Cuban. Mark uh-uh. is great, makes us we have so much joy. Wait a second, hold it. Everybody loves Mark Cuban. Everybody uh-huh. in Dallas loves Mark Cuban. Mm, man, I question that. Okay, whatever. Let me get to the punchline here. So oh, okay. the thing is, do you remember the Mark Cuban show? I do. That was the most god awful show in the universe because of my participation in it. Yeah, that wasn't very good. And um, by the way, my uh, best Christmas present was three years ago. I got a penile enhancement. Did you really? That's not true. They, they nope. They called it the Gordo. It's like uh, six and a half inches. See? Pretty good. See, I knew it was a joke. Do, <laughs> you know how women share everything with each other. They talk about their bedroom life. They talk about their marriages with other women. They anything. They'll talk about anything. But guys don't talk about any of that stuff. If your friend got a penile enhancement, would he share that with you? Yes. Yeah. When it Have comes you to known that someone? Stuff, and if I got one, I'd show it to you. Wait, so wait. Let you know. Wait, you've known a guy who's gotten one? No, I'm saying if he would get one, he'd tell me, and I say, "Whip it, let me see it." And if you got one, you would. So you would do the. It? You would do like the breast augmentation thing. Girls get breast augmentation, and they think, yes. "Well, these aren't really part of my body, so I can just show anyone." Dude, I would, I would parade it around for all to see. There is no way. That's the only reason I'm getting it, right? There is no way if I got some sort of penile reduction, which that be my case, that I would actually show it to another guy. Why not? That's a gay act. You said, no, it's not. You said the only reason you would get one is to show it off to guys? Not to guys, but I'd show it. Look, look what I got. I spent so much money on this. Look at it. Dude, that is weird. How is how's that weird? It just is. You, you don't show your thing to another guy ever. Ever. Much less, hey, look at this surgery I got. Hey, you Rip know what? Right. I'm, trying to, uh, I'm trying to show this thing off because I paid the money for it. Nah, I think that's wrong. So here you go. See, I you if I see, show you, you, you want me, you guys want me to show you right now? See, mine right now <laughs> in its natural state is on one of those garden hose type circular deals. Well, that's what that yeah. is. I have to unwind it but, in its natural state, huh? Yeah, Donovan, you just grab the end of it and start walking towards that end of the hall. <laughs> that's... And be careful that you don't get any kinks in it. <laughs> Blake, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Hey, kind of got a two-part question here. All right, start with the first part. All righty. First one, will the Hemingways do another reunion show? Mm. And second part is, can we bug chase together? Bug chase together? Yeah. Hmm. So you and I both go out and try to find someone to give us the gift. Fifty shot of one of us catching it. That's so strange. Uh, about the first part of the question about the Hemingways, that's one of my old bands. I don't know about them getting back together. It's strange that you mention that because Tom was just talking to me before the show about the idea that I float out there about a Cars cover band and how Tom hates the Cars but also kind of likes them. You have a love-hate deal with them? Totally. Used to love them back in high school. So you would have a love-hate thing but with then, my Cars cover band. But then saw them live, and they were the worst yeah. live band I've ever seen. They were known to be a, an extremely boring live band. Oh, they played every song exactly the way they were recorded. And then the big special effect was literally a tinker toy, huge tinker toy dinosaur that they peddled around the uh, stage. And that was it. 
It's kind of badass. <laughs> no, it's not. It's horrible. Stuff. <laughs> I got to kick ass. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, so I think that the Hemingways will get back together. As a matter of fact, I just got information that the band before the Hemingways that played a reunion show this year will be playing another reunion show in May of next year. Ooh. So maybe time to pull the old bass out of mothballs. <laughs> because you really, you shouldn't stop playing. Every one of us up here at the ticket who was a former musician started playing again. Danny started playing again. Mike started playing again. And, and I think that I ought to start playing again. It's fun. Why not? If you can play music, why not enjoy it? Is there any Don't room be for bothered my... by the people who just say, oh, it's SG if you're over 30 and still playing music. Is there any room for my clarinet? Sure. You want to join my Cars cover band? I think the Cars had a black clarinetist for a while. Did they? Yeah. I played the clarinet for like four years. You're in. You don't play bass? Not the bass clarinet, no. Just the clarinet. All right, coming up next, there's actually a very serious story that's going on here in the Metroplex that has gotten national news, and it's become extremely controversial. We're going to tackle it next on The Ticket. The Unticket. It's Gordo flying solo with a little assist from Donovan on tickers and an even littler assist from Tom Gribble producing from 10 till noon no on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Me. Drank up this tune. Stop that. Life is a you know what this is, don't you? Commercial. Yeah. It's the Chase commercial yes. song. Keep on keeping on, keep on keeping on. Man, I kind of want to go to an ATM right now. Yeah. Take out a few bucks. I want to deposit checks without a slip. It sounds like a real song. Did they just take this from someone and pay them, or do they? is this written for Chase? But they no, don't mention checking anywhere in the song. Oddly enough. Yeah. All right, 1138 here on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. You've got Gordon Keith until noon, at which time I will turn it on, turn it over to real radio professionals. And then you can get your sports talk on the way it should be gotten on. We're talking about our favorite and worst Christmases. And a lot of our favorite Christmases surrounded a, a particular toy that we had really salivated over. And mine was this little pedal car. Jeremy's was the Millennium Falcon. It is Falcon, isn't it? It's not Falcon. I always said Falcon. I, I think it's but, said both ways. But I think it's I think it's spelled Falcon. It's spelled like a, like the bird. F is it? F A L C O N, yeah. Yeah, they agree. Maybe I'm thrown off by Han Solo called it Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Yeah. But he, also, his name was pronounced different ways. It was Han and Han right. at different times. Hadn't quite and, that uh, in the first movie. Sweet Strong Donovan, yours was this little kicker guy, NFL kicker guy. You slam your hand onto his helmet and he kicks. Yes. Number three. He was number three. Was it Super Toe or Big Toe? Does that sound familiar? Do I don't you know remember. Yeah, that, I think that was It the, was blue. Something like that, yeah. With the blue and orange number on mm -hmm. it. And I loved him. A lot of people saying they also had Tom's super toe right. or big toe, and they thought it was absolutely wonderful. Jeffrey emails and says his favorite Christmas ever was when he was 12 years old. All I wanted was camping gear. This was 35 years ago, this Christmas, and he says he's an East Texas boy. He left out Christmas night. He left out on Christmas night. Okay, he wakes up Christmas morning, gets all this camping gear, and then Christmas night he goes out with all his new camping gear, goes into the woods behind his house, about a quarter mile away. I set up camp. I stayed an entire week 
and ate more squirrels and fish than anybody has ever consumed in a week's time. I think everybody should let their 12-year-old go out with a gun, a fishing pole, and a tent and let them explore. That's what Jeff... At 12, his parents let him camp... By himself. By himself, quarter mile away with a gun. First of all, you shouldn't be shooting a gun within a quarter mile of your own house. (laughs) Guns don't have that kind of range. (laughs) So, I think that's pretty cool, though. I wish I had done something like that when I was a kid. You know, it's, it's, you just discovered guns later in life, right? You didn't go around hunting. No, we that used to we used to shoot twenty twos when I was little, and of course BB guns when I was real little. Uh, but like, I didn't when, when I was sixteen. I didn't have my B, big three seven five H and H cannon or anything like that, which is actually kind of a medium bore, but it's a big gun to handle. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. You guys ever shot a gun? Oh, of course you have, Gribble. You're in the military. Jer? I never have, actually. See? I never got into the whole gun thing. You're not a real man. No, I'm not. I'll show it to you later. What? My aim. It's really poor. Hmm. Donovan, you ever shot a gun? Once. New Year's Eve. Only once? Oh, my. Yeah. Oh. One of those illegal things. But my dad is the one that put it in my hand. He put a gun in your hand and said, here, shoot your mom? No, not shoot my mom. Why would I do that? It's celebrating New Year's Eve by shooting bullets, random bullets randomly in the air, not knowing where they land, hoping they come down and hit your mom. No. What's I, this I fascination don't, I don't with, my, with my mom? I don't know. She's pretty hot. She's kind of attractive. Yeah. Then why would you want to shoot her? I don't. Well, why did you? I didn't. I, I mean, a, I understand you have to do what your dad says. He's your dad. He brought me in this world. But when he's saying, blow your mom's boobs off. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I can't handle this. All right. It's a story that's uh, controversial. It happened here locally. And I talked about this on Muse of the News. And now it's gone national. It's blown up national. And it's caused all sorts of secondary and tertiary discussions. It's the story of Lauren Scruggs, the 23-year-old editor of an online fashion magazine, lolomag.com. She went Christmas light watching. Now, most people, when they go Christmas light watching, you say watching, looking, uh, observing Christmas lights. Let's go look at Christmas lights. Christmas light looking. Usually when you go, you get in your car and drive around the neighborhood. Well, she went in a plane up there in McKinney, took off from McKinney Airport and flew around looking at Christmas lights from an aerial point of view. And when she exited the plane, uh, it's around uh, 9.30, I guess, on Saturday night, she somehow or another walked into the propeller. Horrible story. She gets injured on the left side of her body. Propeller cuts through her face. Her left eye damaged. They had to rebuild the bones around her left eye. Damages her shoulder, and they had to amputate her left hand. She's recovering. She's been going through extensive surgeries over the weekend and is recovering from this horrible accident. Um, and she apparently appears to be a person of faith, and uh, you know her family has been on national airwaves. On I think Good Morning America, they were on there talking about this episode, and I've heard from several P1s who knew her, who worked out at the same club that she worked out at, whatever, and said that she was like this really, or is, this really, really sweet person. 
you know, a nice girl. But it went national. And all the pictures, they always make sure when this story is printed in any media outlet that they post a picture of her. She's a very attractive, young, thin, white, blonde woman. So this has sparked all sorts of debate about how, hey, if this was a uh, fat, middle-aged Hispanic guy who worked at Walmart, would this story really be covered nationally? Uh, well, no, I don't think it would. We are attracted to stories about attractive people. And especially this one, because she was also a model in addition to being an editor of an online fashion magazine. She was also had done some modeling. She's very attractive, and when a model has an accident that affects her looks, that's an interesting human story. This comes up all the time when you talk about just kidnappings and that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, There's all kinds of kidnappings all over the country, but the ones that make the Today Show and Good Morning America are almost always, you know, that uh, cute little blonde girl. And, and that one I have more of a problem with. I have no problem with this story going national about Lauren Scruggs. It's a compelling story, and it and is in part compelling because she is a very attractive girl and worked on the Gossip Girl show and all this sorts of thing. There's a, that part of the story I understand why we're attracted to it, and I don't really blame us for being attracted to it for that reason. But now the abductions, these are real human kids and young women being abducted, and just because they don't fit with some national stereotype of what beauty is, that should still be covered. They deserve just as much cover coverage to try to recover these people while they're still alive. I don't have a problem with Lauren Scruggs' story going national. But what I do have a problem with are the comments after this news story. Even on our own local news sites, such as, I believe this one I have is from Fox 4. I have a printout of the story that they ran on their website. And I am appalled at... This is one of your hot-button issues. This is. Comments on websites. Yes. For people who don't listen normally. You mean normally. somebody couldn't handle this story? Didn't handle it well? And, and it's, it's hard for me to talk normal. about because it's a, it's a threading of the needle kind of subject. Because most people will say, well, hey, you know, when some wheels-off guy in Zimbabwe, you know, f falls through a helicopter blade while cross-dressed, that story's covered on Muse in the News. And, and it is. And the cross-dressing thing, yes, I, I will give you that that that's a that's detail that make That's my thing. Pointing out details to people. Right. Okay, okay, yes. Uh, but, I mean, these are people in our own community commenting on a girl from our own community who's laid up in the hospital right now trying to have her face rebuilt. And this is what some people think is good commentary to make after a story. Not, hey, we'll keep the family in our prayers. Oh, my gosh, this is a horrible story. I feel for this girl. No, you get stuff like uh, walking into a propeller... I guess there's another dumb blonde. And that's a comment that they think needs to be made. Locally. Now, these aren't from the editor of the paper. No. Okay. This one makes but sure. this is something that Fox 4 allowed on their website. And the thing about that is that the woman actually signed that comment. Like, that's has unusual. A real name, including her middle initial. Now, I don't know whether it's someone pranking her, so I don't want to say the name out loud on the air in case that someone signed up and 
post a comment under her name. That was a woman who made that comment. And then somebody else says, oh, blonde joke time, and posts another unrelated blonde joke up under that. That might have been Corby. I don't want to call out my coworker. Oh, sorry. So so forget about that last part. Don't worry about that. All right. I am... Mark this, by the way. I'm a horrible person, all right? I'm not your paragon of virtue and and all that sort of thing. It's pretty obvious, right, that I I have to make my living making controversial comments because I have zero other skill. I am not a talented individual. I can't do a bunch of stuff, so this is how I make my living. So it's very weird hearing me comment about this. But i got to say, it seems weird to me that these people online are not even getting paid a lot of money to make offensive comments. They're just doing it out of the goodness of their own heart. Sharing their wit. I guess. Fun to do bad things. Trying to show off to their friends. Hey, look, look at this funny thing that was posted. Corby was doing the story in a Valley Girl talk. Anybody hear this? I don't know anything about that. I don't know if somebody was just saying that. It's surprising. That is surprising. Corby wouldn't do that. Anyway, this poor sweet girl is having to go through this right now. It's a compelling story. I have no problem with it being national, but everyone needs to... We need to get rid of that commentary section. Just remember that her parents can read this. They are here, right? I know that the Internet is national, but people have a tendency to read local websites. So everyone, just come on. This is your uh, this is your your sister, right? From the hood. I don't know if they're from the hood, but yeah, they, you know, hood, you're yeah. from the same area. Let's support each other. Go North, human. Go North Texas. We root for Lauren Scruggs to get better, and I'm sorry that her family has to see things like that. All right, there's your serious topic of the day. Coming up in just a moment, we are going to cross talk with your midday show. I have no idea who's on middays. I barely paid attention to this white elephant story. Next. The Unticket. Yeah, yeah. Ending up a two-hour shift here on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket, White Elephant Day. I hope you've enjoyed at least five minutes of this program. I know I didn't sink a whole lot of effort into it, mainly because I'm not capable of what you call effort. But I hope you got five minutes out of it. If you just got five minutes of enjoyment, I walk away a happy man. I'm going to walk into the closest bar I can find, and I will be drunk by 12.15 today. Then I will drunk dial a bunch of people that I have wronged, start apologizing before I cuss them out. That's kind of how my day is shaping up. One P1 asked me, hey, Gordon, where did you get all those Sears catalogs from your childhood? (laughs) 